Hey everyone, I'm John Steele, and this is After Four, a podcast for InterVarsity alumni. Life after college is hard, and even a great experience with your InterVarsity chapter doesn't shield you from the challenges of transition. As we hear stories from real alumni learning how to make it in their post-InterVarsity reality, my hope is that this podcast will offer some encouragement, a few laughs, and even some hope for the future. This is After Four, and these are your stories. Hello, hello, and welcome to After Four, the podcast for InterVarsity alumni. I'm your host, John Steele, and it's great to be together for another episode. Now, don't be jealous, but I'm actually recording the intro to this episode from Orlando, Florida. Can you hear the ocean in the background? That's a trick question. The beach is about an hour away from here. Now, I'll already be back home by the time you're hearing this, but as I record, I'm enjoying a few days in Orlando at my very first podcasting conference, PodFest. I'm excited to get some new learning under my belt that will hopefully help you enjoy an even better After Four experience in the future. While I'm here, I'm also planning to sit down with an alumna named Betsy who works for Disney. That's going to be a pretty cool conversation that you'll get to hear in a few weeks. For now, though, you're going to hear the rest of my conversation with Dr. Alex Chang, a Knox College alumnus who lives in San Francisco. We got to hear a little bit from Alex a few weeks ago sharing about his Urbana experience. Today, we're going to hear about his transition to life after college, mostly as it relates to his experience in med school and residency, and we're going to hear all about how Alex's devotion to Jesus remained his priority in those extremely high-stakes circumstances, even when he thought it might come at the cost of long-term success in his field. It's an amazing story of one alum's lifelong devotion to Jesus, and I'm sure it will encourage you as much as it did me. So let's give it a listen. Here's Alex. And this one's for you, alumni. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to get to chat with you here. So why don't you just give a quick introduction, Alex, so that we can get to know you. Just a little bit of background about who you are, what you do. Yeah, so my name is uh, Alex Chang. I grew up in San Francisco, California. I went to college at Knox College in Illinois. And there I encountered InterVarsity and uh, was part of InterVarsity all my years at college. After that, I went on to become a doctor, trained in medical school in Chicago at Rush Medical College, and then Albany Medical Center for Residency in New York. Okay. You went to Knox College in Illinois. Were you like a pre-med degree while you were there? Yeah, so I was in this pre-med track to go to a medical school. And uh, when I first got to Knox, it was very interesting because I was one of the very few Asians who went there. I was actually part of the minority orientation when I got there. And at Knox College, there's only one Christian fellowship, which is InterVarsity. Wow. Okay. Which is the best thing because <laughs> InterVarsity is so good. And then when I went there, you know, you learn so much about God and who he is and there's Bible studies, there's prayer time, and it's just really intimate. And these people are true Christians because, you know, growing up in San Francisco, the culture is very different. We only went to church on Sundays and the rest of the week, we just did whatever we wanted. But, uh, you know, when we, I got there, I saw people who were actually reading the Bible, wanting to learn about God, wanting to really pray. And it really changed my life to the point where when I came back to San Francisco, I told my, my family that, hey, you know, in the Bible, it says that we need to follow God with our all, Wow, you know, with everything as number one. And they said, 
no, it doesn't say that. And then they said, like, you know, people are just trying to take you away from becoming a doctor. But I said, no, in the Bible, we're supposed to love God more than anything else. And it was kind of just like revealing things in their heart. And I, in the end, they, they kept debating me. So I told them to go ask the pastor. And then they found <laughs> out, you know, we're actually supposed to love God more than anything else in the world. So that's why I'm so thankful for Knox College and just InterVarsity in general is just showing me who God really is and how we should be living as Christians. That's really interesting that, you know, your family's response was, no, people are just trying to take away your focus from your studies, from med school, from becoming a doctor, things like that. Was that a priority shift that happened for you as well of like, here are the things that are number one in my life. And then I actually met this community and met Jesus in some really powerful ways that shifted. What was that shift like for you in college? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When I went to college, it was all about becoming a doctor, you know, going the pre-med track. But I realized and learned that there is a God who loves me so much more and is so much greater than anything else I can ever desire. So he became my my number one there at Knox College. And, you know, since then, that change and that shift in my mind has helped me so much more because when, you know, my occupation was put to the test, when I was put to the test in medical school and residency, I had such great peace because God was all I needed. You know, I could fail out and I'd still be happy and okay with Christ. Wow. I want to hear more about some of those stories. Before we do that, though, as you think about Knox College and approaching graduation, I wonder, you know, studying what you had studied, having the experiences that you did with InterVarsity there and looking towards your next phase of life, your next phase of education and training. What were some of the expectations that you had for your life after graduating from your undergrad program? Well, after graduating from undergrad, as I was approaching graduation, I just knew that I wanted to follow God with my whole life for the rest of my life. And it wouldn't matter whether I was a doctor or doing something else. I just really wanted to just serve God and be with him and commit my whole life to him. University really helped pave the road for that, shaped me in who I am and gave me a very firm foundation so that I can finish graduate school and everything. Some of the things that InterVarsity really taught me was how to read the Bible, how to lead Bible studies. And that technique would continue for the rest of my life. Another thing that I learned was Sabbath days, you know, taking that one day off every week to just be with God and rest in his presence, to worship him, to enjoy him. It has been so critical in helping me the rest of my life so far. I did want to continue pursuing becoming a doctor. I felt like that was where God called me into. I enjoyed talking to people, socializing with them. And I also really loved science and really loved learning. And I was good at it. So that's the path that I ended up taking. But the other path that I could have taken was uh, maybe becoming a pastor. I really was thinking about that at, at some point and actually took some seminary classes later on to just see what it was like. So there's a couple of things that stand out to me as I listen to you talk. I mean, one is that you said primarily the thing that I wanted to do when I graduated was continue following Jesus with my whole life. When you graduated and moved into these next stages of life, has that been harder than you expected? Was it different than you anticipated it being? Like, what has it been like for you to continue saying yes at every sort of new phase of life as you've moved forward from Knox College? It's been a difficult journey, but overall, I've persevered. God has been helping me to keep him as number one. I think 
medical school was very tough. I was studying all the time and my relationship with God was strong. But I think as I got to residency, when you have to work your 120 hours a week, uh, you know, your Sundays can be gone. When you have Saturday and Sunday off, it's called a golden weekend where you have two days off. That's actually a reward that you only see maybe once every three or four months. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, you're you're prohibited from going to church because you have to work. Sometimes you can't even take a Sabbath day and rest with God. So I think that type of thing where you're prevented from spending quality time with him, that sort of can hurt your faith. And so I definitely felt like it did make me a little bit more distanced from God, but then it also helped me to know deep down inside who God was and follow him at another level as well. In medical school, my second year of medical school was the hardest time for me in probably my whole life. I failed all my tests the very first time in second year. I think I was like the lowest grade in pathology class. And I just cried out to God asking like, why? You know, I had always been a 4.0 student and then suddenly I failed all my exams. And, you know, people were telling me, oh, you should stop having time with God and just study because if you study more, you can learn more. You should stop having a Sabbath time with God and just study more and you perform better. But I just knew I was studying all the time, you know, like I was just eating, studying, spending time with God, showering and sleeping. That's it. <laughs> you know? And I was just like, stopping those things won't really make that big of a difference. Plus, God is the most important thing in my whole life. I would not give up those things for anything else, even if I was to fail out of medical school. So I kept, you know, kept going and you know, I studied even harder. But then here comes the second set of tests and I fail all of them again. Wow. And I'm just like really broken. I'm like, God, did you really bring me here to become a doctor? Am I not supposed to be here? Am I doing something wrong? And I just, I was like, I love you, God. I want to follow you with my all. And, you know, there were definitely a lot of tears, a lot of pain during that time. But I kept pressing into God and kept spending time with him. And actually during that winter break, I spent time praying and I suddenly got the idea to use flashcards in my mind. Okay. Like just suddenly the idea came into my mind to use flashcards. And I had never used flashcards before in my entire life. I went to UCSF, bought a stack of pathology flashcards, and I started using them. And I even had to ask my sister, like, how do you flip this? How many times do you need to flip this so it stays in your memory? And I did that. And immediately everything was going into my mind. It was almost like God gave me the key to my mind so that things would go in. And soon when I got back to medical school, I turned all my books into flashcards, writing everything down. I have so many stacks of flashcards and my (laughs) grades, they shot up from the lowest grade in the class. And I shot way above average. Wow. It was just life changing. And I feel like I should not have made it through medical school and residency if it were not by the power of God and his help. And I know that he was with me. I know that he was helping me. And he has been always faithful in my life. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, the story of, of parallel faithfulness 
of you choosing, I need this. Like I need God in my life. I need to continue pursuing him, even though it feels like in the world around me is telling me there's no space for that. Like you do not have time to do that. And you're saying, no, I'm going to keep doing this even after failing two rounds of, of exams. And you said, no, I'm going to keep doing this. And that the answer to the question of what needs to be different was actually something else. And that God revealed this to you. What's amazing to me is also to think like, had you not been spending that time with God, would that sort of revelation have even come to you? Not, not that he was rewarding you for being a good Christian or whatever, but just that sense of the two of you were spending so much time getting to know each other, that those pathways of communication were being opened and sort of tripping hazards removed and being able to listen and receive well. And that God's just like, listen, Alex, this is what needs to change is just the way that you're studying. Why don't you try flashcards? You've never tried those before. You have this parallel faithfulness of you saying, I'm going to keep saying yes to you, God, and God saying I'm going to make sure that you keep doing the thing that I called you to do, even after you've experienced significant failure. That is amazing. Later, I realized that in medicine, everything is under certain categories. Like every disease has a whole bunch of symptoms and diagnoses and treatments. Every medicine has a certain mechanism of action and the way it works. And every virus has a certain amount of characteristics and properties. And so each of these, there's so many different viruses, so many different medicines, hundreds of medicines, hundreds of diseases. What my mind was doing was it was confusing between, they could not separate all the different diseases. They were all getting mixed up. And what the flashcards did was it separated out each disease, each medicine, each virus, each bacteria, and it just separated it out so well in my mind. It's like God knew what was the answer and where I was struggling. And he helped me. I think in that time, all this material was new. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea like what, what I was supposed to be doing or how I was supposed to be learning it. I was studying almost 12 to 16 hours a day. You know, wow. I was like really studying really hard. And I think if I did not take the time to rest and spend time with God, I think I would just like, burn myself out by just trying to overdo something that really wasn't working. But God has really been helping me along the way. I believe that it was truly his work in my life that helped me succeed. And now as a doctor, like this is all for him and for his glory. And one thing that I forgot to say was during that second year, when I was failing all these classes, I was also leading Bible study. <laughs> oh my gosh. So first year of medical school, <laughs> someone else was leading. It was just me and him left at the end of the first year. And he said, well, I guess you're going to be the president then. And I said, okay. And I had, <laughs> I had actually never fully led Bible study by myself before. Wow. I was always like a co-leader with someone else. Someone else was the main leader and I was just helping now I had to start leading Bible study for medical students. And I decided to study the book of Matthew and picked a whole bunch of different passages from Matthew and prepared all that way before the school year started. And so I already had like sort of a curriculum that I was going to go through with those passages. And I remember the former president saying to me, like, hey, don't expect too much. You know, in the beginning, people will come and then they're going to just leave. So don't don't expect too much. And I said, OK. I was praying a lot to God. And when we opened it, there were almost like 10 to 15 people who came. And then it just kept growing up to 20. And we had physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech pathologists, medical students, nursing students. They were all combined and we were studying the Bible. It was a great time. And then, you know, during this whole time, I started failing all these tests. But in my mind, I was like, I'd rather, you know, do this work. 
than become a doctor. I'd rather have people come to know God and learn about him and, and build a fellowship than become a doctor. That was really strong in my heart. I remember saying that so many times. It was just so amazing that InterVarsity equipped me with so many skills that wherever I went, fellowships were able to just form because we have inductive Bible study. We have time to just fellowship, worship God. And it was just the faithfulness of God working in the different places, shining the light, the light where there is no light. Wow. It reminds me of that line in scripture that talks about, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and these things will be added to you as well. And so just sort of that thought of like this fellowship, being together with these people, leading this study and pursuing Jesus first and foremost in my life is the most important thing. And to see these other things then come up around that, that you see unexpected growth in this study, that you see your grades turn around as well, and just sort of defying the odds. <laughs> and it's so interesting because in my experience as a Christian, in my experience with campus ministry and working with students and for me and for others, it seems like so often when life starts to get crazy, many times the first thing on the chopping block is community. It's going to church. It's spending time with God because I've got to make space for this other stuff that must happen because I must get good grades. I must get this degree. I must get this job. And what a different perspective, especially in a very high stakes field like what you're in. It's hard work to get where you got to begin with. And then it's hard work to finish what you were doing to be where you are now. But to say, no, this is way more important than the high stakes place that I find myself. What an encouragement for me, for sure. And I'm sure for those listening to keep saying yes to Jesus first, like, gosh, that's amazing, Alex. In my college years, I just really realized that, you know, if Jesus is everything and all that we need and we're going to be with him forever in eternity, the things that matter are the presence of God, loving Jesus, glorifying him and bringing people to know him throughout the whole world. So my life has always been going after those things and knowing that, you know, one day we're all going to pass away and the things of the earth, we can't take it with us. You know, when I got to residency, same thing happened, actually, where Someone wanted to start a Bible study because there was no Bible study there. And you Googled Christian and Bible study in Albany, New York. And then my name popped up as number one. Oh my gosh. I was in the residency website and the residency website was very popular. And in my bio, I put that I went to University Christian Fellowship. So that's how he found me. And then we started a Bible study there. And then within six months, he dropped out, didn't want to keep leading. And then here I am, like leading a Bible study amidst residency where there's 120 hours a week I'm working. And I think it's, again, the goodness of God. Just I know everywhere I go, I want to be able to do the work of God and just serve him. In the beginning of residency, I didn't want to do any of that because it was going to be so tiring. But the Lord... I think he had a lot of other plans, you know, Clearly. <laughs> but then again, another fellowship was started and it started growing and becoming bigger and bigger and praise the Lord is still there today. Yeah. My life is going to be used for him wherever he, he will take me and wherever we can be, we can be the life of Christ. That's amazing. So Alex, you've given some really cool stories of what it looked like for you to be pursuing Jesus and inviting other people into that with you as you're going through these different stages. What about now? What does it look like for you to live out your faith in that context? So right now I'm in a private practice and surrounded with a lot of Christian people and we're just loving upon patients, caring for them. I think healthcare is a very difficult field. When people come see a doctor, they're usually not coming because 
they're happy or everything's great and they just want to chat with you. But usually it's <laughs> there's something really wrong. A lot of times it can be just asking if there's any need that they have that they want me to pray for. And then that usually opens some doors. And if they don't want any prayer, then I just respect that. But if they want prayer, then I, I pray for them. And it adds the other area of care is as healthcare professionals, the spiritual care is also very important in their lives. And they usually feel a lot better, more comforted, more taken care of. There's a lot of things in medicine that we cannot treat. Things where it's a terminal illness and there's no more words to say. In the end, it's, it's only God who can help you from this disease. I've been able to go on medical mission trips across the world. I'm part of an organization right now called GEMA, Global Medical Missions Alliance, where we take college students into other countries and share the gospel, minister to people, treat their diseases, bring medicines and stuff. And we've been going quite regularly. And, you know, that's been a joy. I feel like coming back to the college students has uh, brought a lot more passion into my life because, you know, <laughs> college students seem a lot more passionate than we older people. They just have a bigger zeal for God and a bigger passion, which, which is contagious. That's amazing. And so great to be able to have that holistic care experience. That's something that I can't think back to any experience that I've had with that, you know, interacting with healthcare professionals and them incorporating or asking the question of like, you know, are you, are you a person of faith? Is prayer something that's important to you or any of those kind of soul care things, knowing that we are holistic people. We're not just people that, you know, sort of physical input, physical output and uh, what's happening physically, that all of these things are tied together for us. And I can only imagine what it would be like to have a really quality doctor who can take care of me physically, but also incorporates the spiritual care as well. I would imagine that that's a great blessing to patients. That's exciting that they get to experience that with you. And when they come back, sometimes they start checking out a certain church or something. And then when they come back, they're like, oh, it's so great. Every time I go to church, I have so much joy. And it's like joy that I've never felt before in my life. You know, like I've never been so happy in my life. I love going there every single week. And they're Buddhists, you know, or they're, they're not even Christian, but they love it. They're encountering God and it's, it's life changing. Alex, we've gotten to touch on a lot of really amazing things here. If you could have just a moment right now to share with somebody who's making their way through their final months of senior year, maybe they just graduated in December and they're like, okay, I'm fresh on the scene of being in my post-college life. Is there a word of advice based on the experiences that you've had that you would give to someone who's in that season of life now? I would say just the core disciplines of being a disciple of Christ, make sure those are solidified, you know, making sure you have a regular quiet time with God, making sure you have a regular time to pray, spend time with him, having a Sabbath day of rest, remaining in God. Those habits will keep helping us for the rest of our lives to keep following him. And I think it's it's that time with God and the word that really speaks to you and that can help direct you throughout the rest of your life. And it will turn anxiety away. It will turn fear away. I think that's what I would work on. And that's what helped me for the rest of my life, no matter where I went. I heard someone say once that we don't need a new thing. We need to practice the old things with a new vigor. And just that thought of like, you have experienced the things that you need to continue meeting with Jesus. 
you have been taught those skills. You've gotten to practice those skills with your inner varsity community. Those skills are still the skills that you should take with you into this new phase of life. They probably need some tweaking to figure out how they fit in a new way, but that those are the skills that you use to continue pursuing Jesus, just like you did when you were in college. Continue doing so in this next phase of life. Alex, thank you so much for taking some time. I know that you got all sorts of stuff to do, and I'm just really grateful that you would invest your time here talking with me, sharing your story with alumni so that we can be encouraged in what it looks like to say yes to Jesus above all, not just as college students, but long after we graduate and what it looks like for us to keep saying yes for the long haul. Thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. Happy to be here. Wow, that was awesome. As I mentioned while talking to Alex, it can be a huge struggle for me to maintain my commitments when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. The tyranny of the urgent can feel so all-consuming that other less urgent things easily get cut, even when those are things that I believe are incredibly important, like regularly connecting with Jesus. Hearing Alex's story of maintaining his commitments to Jesus even in the face of excruciatingly long days and pressure from others to stop quiet times and Sabbaths really brings new meaning to the word devotions. Alex was and is legitimately devoted to spending time resting and finding his identity in Jesus. I find myself feeling this way about a lot of you after having our conversations, alumni, but I want to be like Alex when I grow up. Alex, thanks so much for sharing your story and encouraging all of us to keep following Jesus for life, even when life gets nuts. I'm grateful for your example. Hey, if there was anything that you learned, that you really enjoyed, or that encouraged you from today's conversation with Alex, send us a DM or tag us in a story. You can find us at After4Pod on Instagram and Facebook. We would really love to hear about it. Then be sure to come on back next week for my conversation with Mark, an alumnus who I like to describe as a renaissance man. The unique combination of skills and interests that he has is truly fascinating. Let me put it for you this way. He's a powerlifting international chess master with a PhD. That's enough to make any high-achieving Enneagram 3 quake in their boots just a bit. Come on back next week. You're going to like this guy. As always, thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't already, take a second to unlock your phone and subscribe to the podcast. If your platform lets you, leave us a rating and a review. And if you like what we're doing here, share us with your InterVarsity or other post-college friends. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the after, alumni.